Today, $70 billion of Christian's money is invested in funds that support abortions and anti-family lifestyles. We want to change that. This is FBI. Faith-Based Investing with Anthony Wright. Anthony is a financial advisor as well as an ordained minister. He'll show you how to keep God's blessings on your investments by taking scripture and applying practical step-by-step investment principles. You can keep your money from funding anti-biblical companies. Here's your faith-based investing team, Tom Levine and Anthony Wright, the investment preacher. My God's not dead, he's surely alive. You're listening to The Investment Preacher. This is FBI, Faith-Based Investing with Anthony Wright. And Anthony, congratulations on the great reception to the radio program. You certainly struck a responsive chord with this whole idea of faith-based investing. Uh, Give people a quick flyby of what FBI is about. Yeah, you know, Tom, you and I have been doing this now several weeks, and uh, the response has just been absolutely overwhelming, you know, about to... uh, crashed my website. <laughs> but but Faith-Based Investing is a book I wrote on faith-based investing. I'm an ordained minister and have been for 20 years. I'm also a financial advisor, uh, investment advisor representative. And I learned that not to their not to their knowledge, but I learned that Christians and pastors are preaching pro-life, living pro-life, preaching marriages between man and and woman, living that. But when it comes down to their investments, things like their IRA, their 401k, their 403b, their, their 401k, the companies that they are investing in are the very companies that are funding Abortions, they're funding same-sex marriage. They're buying fetal parts from aborted babies. And so I wrote an entire book called Faith-Based Investing, Seven Rules, Biblical Rules to Investing. And as long as we follow those biblical rules, God is going to bless and ordain our investments, and we get better return with those faith-based investments than we do the secular investments. And so... The Faith-Based Investing is a free book that you're able to download at investmentpreacher.com, and, or you can call us at 931-RETIRED, and we run a stock screener, and that stock screener will tell me what you're invested in and what you're funding. And it's as simple as once you know, then it's up to you to make the decision to get yourself out of it and invest in good, clean, solid funds. And uh, so also one of the rules that that is in the book, it talks about leaving a legacy. And one one of the plans that God has for us is that we leave an inheritance, not only to our children, but our children's children. And so, you know, that's a biblical rule that a lot of people overlook. We're, we're not supposed to be in this thing for just us. And, and one of the greatest tools of passing wealth and establishing wealth, the Rockefellers use it, the Vanderbilts use it, the, the, the Trumps used it. There, there, there's a lot of these people that are accumulating wealth and passing it from generation to generation they're doing it via a trust instrument. So as a financial okay. advisor, there's a, there's a lot of times that I, that I help people save on taxes, and I help people pass their estate, if you would, from one generation to another and create a legacy that they leave for their children and their grandchildren. And, and several generations, they leave this wealth to. And so... Today, uh, on the phone with us from, from Dallas, Texas, is a good friend of mine that, uh, that, I, that I use uh, when, I, when I submit my, uh, someone comes in with a, with a trust, and um, we certainly use Mark, and um, he is on the phone with us from Houston, Texas. Mark is uh, an attorney that's got 30-plus years' experience practicing law, 
has an in-depth understanding of a particular trust instrument that we're going to be discussing today. So, Mark, I understand that you have kind of an interesting background story on how you became involved with, with these types of trust. I do, and I do indeed. Thank you, Anthony. Yes, um, I've been fortunate in, in this way. I kind of backed into one of the best things that I've found in over 30 years of practicing law. I was actually asked by a client to vet one of the trusts that we're going to be discussing, and I couldn't pull myself away from it. I was actually at a point in my career where I thought that I was semi-retired and and uh, had just finished up a big project and had time on my hands. So I literally spent over 50 hours doing legal research on this very unique instrument before I was satisfied that I knew enough to make an informed decision for my client and also for many others because I I feel like this is something of a calling for me to spread the word about this. You know, in the past, it's only, it's only gone from individual to individual individual with those, you know, one percenters or the very elite who have been in a position to tell the others about this. But uh, now what we're trying to do is to get this word out as much as we can. And I'd really appreciate you having me on the air to do this. Uh, absolutely. Glad you took the time to be here with us and explain to the listeners about these trust instruments. And um, so, Tell us, tell us a little bit, get into it a little bit. Yeah. Yes, and I want to say at the outset that, uh, you know, I'm, I'm an experienced business attorney. I've invested a lot of time to understand this trust instrument, and I'm here to provide anyone with, with information about this that uh, wants to listen. But I'm not here to give legal advice to any individual because I don't know their particular circumstances. So, right, right. In fact, when... In fact, when people come to me for advice about the, the, the trust, I say, well, do you have a personal or business attorney you could bring with you? Because I enjoy working with those professionals. You know, people like yourself, Anthony, we don't want to replace the professionals who are in people's lives. We want to work with them. So I'll just finish by saying that I'm not seeking or soliciting any clients. I have a few personal clients that I manage. And that's all I want. I'm very happy with what I'm doing, just spreading the word. That's good. That's really good. What What are some of the reasons that you would describe this as a as a unique trust? Well, you know, it's got so much to uh, value to it. It has uh, uh, tremendous asset protection. It has a lot of privacy that we'll go into later. Um, and there are many other benefits, but part of its uniqueness is to provide tax benefits. So how does a trust provide tax benefits? Well, first of all, it's got to be a pretty unique trust. Uh, you know, at one time, we thought it was a real novel idea, if you're my age or if you've been around for a while, to, that, uh, that you could defer taxes using any legal vehicle. Uh, now with IRAs and other estate planning tools, mm-hmm. it's a common understanding that you can defer taxes during the uh, permission that the that the Congress gives you or the um, the right of the statute for the period of time until they say you've got to start taking the, your money back out. Well, this trust instrument is so unique that you can do this tax deferral uh, under certain circumstances, with the guidelines that we, we lay out, operating it properly, it's not that hard to do. And then you can defer taxes for generations, which is a lot better time frame than an IRA. Oh, absolutely. Wow. Now, this, this sounds like this is primarily geared for high net worth individuals. You know, it's always been the case that the more business income, or individual income taxes that uh, an inv- a taxpayer has to pay, that they'll they'll spend more time seeking professional s- assistance to minimize that liability. Uh, that just makes sense. But this is not exclusively for high net worth individuals, although they do com- uh, comprise a lot of the clientele that 
utilize these trusts. Actually, I would like to see more um, business people who you wouldn't consider to be high net worth start asking questions about this and see if they can get more value out of some kind of an instrument like ours, if not this exact one. Yeah, that's good. So what what would you say is your traditional client? You know, it's fascinating, Anthony, that right now we're having kind of a run of young entrepreneurs. They're um, internet entrepreneurs who are doing very well for themselves and they were taught somehow, you know, to protect their assets early on. Um, I know that they that it went from word to word to word for for this group that I'm working with right now. But ultimately, it comes down to uh, many mature individuals who've decided that now is time to set aside a legacy for their beneficiaries. For example. I've got some individuals who are engaged in the development and sale of property, and they find it very useful to reinvest the capital gains that they have in their sales. Now, they don't have to do 1031 exchanges like other property developers do. And those are hard to pull off in the period of time that's, that is uh, allowed for. So they can sell their property, keep their capital gains, keep it in the corpus of the trust, and actually use that for any business purpose that they wish. This is a a method for growing the wealth of the income of the trust. And there's only a simple trust that can't do that. There are complex trusts like this trust that can do that. So that sounds, I mean, that sounds really, really powerful. Yeah. It sounds accessible to a lot of different kinds of people, Um, not just the 1% that have always traditionally known about these things, if I understand. Yeah, I agree. And and Mark, let me say this, because I know the producers are giving me the uh, three-minute rule here. We're going to go to a commercial break here in just about two and a half minutes. Um, so I want to say to the to the listeners that are listening today that I am Anthony Wright, the investment preacher, and I'm on with my with my co-host Tom Levine that rides side saddle with me every week that you guys are accustomed to to hearing. And today I wanted to have a special guest on. Mark is a, a thir- uh, attorney that's experienced with thirty plus years. And uh, he is on the phone with us from Dallas, Texas. I use I use him uh, and a lot of my clients over the past several years. I use them for different trust instruments to to pass wealth to generations. And in my book, Faith Based Investing, you know, I, one of the rules is is to leave an inheritance to our children, and not only our children, but our children's children. So if you're listening today and you would like to learn more about one of these trust instruments that Mark is talking about, then uh, you want to go to my website, investmentpreacher.com. You want to download a free copy of my book, Faith-Based Investing, learn about faith-based investing, and let us screen your stocks to know how you're funding and what are you funding and what are the things you're funding? Does it line up with the Scripture? Does it line up with the Word of God? And all you have to do when you, sub- when you submit that is let us know, hey, I would like to talk with you about one of those trust instruments that Mark was talking about on your show. So that's investmentpreacher.com. Download a free copy of my book, uh, Faith-Based Investing, Seven Rules from the Bible that I guarantee you if you do them, God will bless your investments. And if you do not have Internet and you want to call me, call me at 931-RETIRED. That's 931-RETIRED. Or visit me at investmentpreacher.com. And, uh, Tom, I see we're down to about 40 seconds here, so I'll let you take it from here. Right. The voice you're hearing is Anthony Wright. And thank you so much for listening today. Have you read Anthony's book yet? It's free, and you can download it in a matter of moments. It's Faith-Based Investing. It's about 15 minutes past the hour now. This is Faith-Based Investing with Anthony Wright. Thanks for joining us. Back with more in a moment. 
You're saving and investing for the future, and that's good. While you build and save, have you ever stopped to think, where does my money actually go? Am I investing in things I don't believe in? We have answers. This is Faith-Based Investing with Anthony Wright. You found it. You're listening to The Investment Preacher. This is FBI, Faith-Based Investing with Anthony Wright. Are you blindly letting evil win? Well, money is really the lifeblood of evil, oftentimes. And if you're investing, it's pretty likely you're also unknowingly funding things like the adult entertainment industry, alternative lifestyles, the liquor industry, uh, unknowingly funding abortions. You don't have to wonder. You can find out for sure. And the way to do that is to go to the website. And the website is investmentpreacher.com and get your current investment portfolio and profile screened. And then you'll know for sure. Anthony, where are we going in segment two? All right. So, Tom, <laughs> as always, it's good to good to do this show with you. And, you know, those of you that listen to us every single week, you know that we talk about faith-based investing. And, you know, we cannot talk about faith-based investing without talking about being a good steward of what God gives us. And when we say a good steward of what God gives us, that also means a legacy, passing a legacy from one generation to another. And the Vanderbilts did it, you know, the Rockefellers did it, the Trumps did it there, you know, so there's a lot of people out there that we know that do these things. And we have uh, the guy that I use, which is, which is Mark, that is an attorney. He's been for 30 plus years. He's got experience in estate planning and these trust instruments and and uh, Mark and his team is is who I use out of out of Dallas, Texas. And Mark is on the phone with us from from Dallas, Texas. And Mark, welcome back into the second segment here. And we talked you you talked about and answered a lot of very powerful things about these these trust instruments, and uh, they sound very very powerful and extremely to be able to defer taxes, to be able to pass this this wealth, if you would, because you're able to defer taxes, so you're not having to pay them out, so you can you can accumulate much more wealth, and this sounds extremely powerful. You know, Anthony, it really is, and that's what attracted me so much to this instrument and, and has made me so happy to be able to help people get settled into the instrument and to advise them on how to use it properly and to walk with them, hold their hand for as long as they need it. We can do all that. And and I'm in a unique position where, you know, I don't have to charge by the hour anymore for, for those, those kind of services. It's just a, a wonderful thing. But I'll tell you, the, the, the whole goal of, of creating these trusts was to create wealth in the trust and, it's, and the tax deferral is a, is a part of that. You know, obviously, when you can take the, your tax liability and put it into the corpus or the body of the trust and, and, and use it to reinvest and to grow your business faster and, and better, um, well, you have such a, a, a remarkable um, advantage over the competition. You know, it's, it's, it's amazing how it is powerful in that way. Um, but it's not that hard to learn how to operate the trust either. So, so is it, is it true that the trust can provide more privacy in, in your business dealings in in a person's business dealings? Is that, is that true? Oh, absolutely. You know, um, <laughs> What happens when we go into a bank to open up a, a bank account in a company name, it, it, it always amazes me how much information we have to provide to the bank to be able to open a bank account for a legal entity. You know, if it's a corporation, you need the articles of incorporation. You need to give the, the home addresses of the officers and directors. You need to talk about who they are. You're, you're required to uh, to connect your Social Security to this bank account. You're required to provide a resolution that you have the authority to open a bank account. If you create a member-managed limited liability company, Anthony, you probably know this, but a lot of the audience, I doubt, will. That 
all the members of the limited liability company are required to be together to open a bank account. Oh, wow. yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. And so you, you think, you know, it's just amazing how uh, difficult it can be just to open up a bank account for a legal entity. Um, on the other hand, the banks that understand the trust that we're discussing will accept, now get this, they will accept a single-page certificate of trust called the COT, which simply names the trust and provides its EIN number. Wow. Now the rel- Yeah. Isn't that different? One wow. single page. And that's all they get to keep. And, and, you know, frequently they don't even keep that. They'll just give it back to you, uh, back to the trustee and, and open up their, the bank accounts for them. So it's much easier than operating out of, a, out of an LLC or C-Corp. Does that provide more legal protection for a small company as opposed to a sole proprietorship Schedule C? Oh yes, it does. Yes, it does. As a matter of fact, I was just on a on a call today with a with a client, and he has three spec homes, and he's got each one of them in his name, and and he's got a lot of assets. You know, he's worked hard, and he's had some, some very successful businesses, and and he's got a ton of money sitting in his business bank account, and he's got no protection against. Mm. Even the most common lawsuit, which is uh, slip and fall. Wow! Now, now, Mark, yeah. I've I've heard that there are more or less uh, asset protections depending on the type of trust being used. Oh, that's true too. Yes, exactly. Um, what you want is to have a complex and and uh, uh, even a discretionary trust, so that. Um, trustee is not required to make distributions. It allows for the trust to operate very much as an individual could and would operate themselves in business or the way they would have their LLC operate in business. Uh, the trust can do all of those things and accumulate assets. And see, once your assets are conveyed to a trust, then you, you no longer own those assets. Are actually put into a trust. That's a this particular kind of trust uh, protects them uh, because it's not a grantor irrevocable uh, trust, which is what, about ninety percent of the trusts that are used in the United States today are those simple kind of trusts that you can put assets in, take assets out of, you know, do what you want with them. These are really um, assets that are intended for the benefit of the beneficiaries. So just like you've been talking, Anthony, it's, this is about creating wealth for uh, the future generations. And that's good. That matches the scripture because we're supposed to leave an inheritance to our to our children's children. So that's several generations here. So with a with a trust instrument like this, what what eventually happens to the assets? Well, I'll tell you this, Anthony. What's what's fascinating to me is that many states have, um, by statute, gotten away of a common law rule that limited. Uh, how long a trust could operate to there being a life and being at the time of the creation of the trust. So that legal jargon means that in Texas, for instance, if you have, uh, um, if you form this trust and you name your beneficiaries and maybe they're your children, maybe they're your grandchildren, and then that child grows up and gets married and has children and that child grows, you know, grows up, gets married and has children, well, you can go a couple of generations plus another period of time to satisfy, again, it's called the rule against perpetuities, but it, it, it'll give you another 21 years to resolve the winding down of, of the trust. And so at some point, uh, the IRS looks forward to these trusts being um, extinguished and, and it pays the taxes that are due on the trust. It's not the beneficiary's responsibility to pay the taxes, and it's not the trustee, but it is 
um, the trust. And so each state has a different time period. Some states have done away with the rule against perpetuities, and and uh, they can go on for many, many generations. But, again, that's what our, our goal is. The most satisfying part to me is that we're working towards creating generational wealth. Much like what the Rockefellers did, right? <laughs> yes, it is. And, you know, I got to see the Rockefellers' chart of their family trusts. And at the time I saw it, it had 100-plus trusts. And, and, and we've emulated that, you know, not that we created this. Um, some real smart lawyers and a, and a, and a good law firm law firm produces the trust but but it's um it it does emulate what the rockefellers did and i can tell you a little bit about how to uh how to protect your children if you're interested well yeah i mean that's that's you know uh, part of that generational blessing is protecting the children yes so what what we do is we follow Again, what the Rockefellers did, and, and, and we encourage parents to obtain a trust for their adult children who are their beneficiaries um, who are about to get married. And the reason why is that then the, the parents can transfer some assets from their trust that they would leave their children anyway upon their, you know, passing. Um, they can they can go ahead and transfer those assets and have minimal tax consequences. Although I'm not giving tax advice, we'll have to work that out, but uh, on a case by case basis. But still, what you do is you encourage the children to either get their own trust or the parents buy a trust for them, and they merit and they move those family assets into that trust before the child gets married, and then those assets are not belonged by that soon-to-be spouse. They're belonged by the trust. And so although they may be using them, maybe it's a house you bought them that, that they live in, maybe it's other things, um, could be stocks and bonds or whatever, but, but they, they get access to that, uh, but they don't own them. And so... Nobody has to go through the embarrassment of asking for a prenuptial agreement if they have more wealth going into a relation into a marriage than the than the marrying partner. Oh so man, I mean that's I I can see how that would be a benefit. Um, and I tell you, when we come back, I would like for you to explain a little bit more about that. Uh, I'm getting the two minute cue here. So, uh, I've got a couple of minutes and we'll, we'll, on the other side, I would like for you to talk a little bit more about that and explain a little bit more about that. And, uh, again, you're, you're listening to faith-based investing. I'm Anthony Wright, the investment preacher. Uh, along with me today is is Tom Levine, and Tom is my my co-host. And you guys listen to us every week, and he's been riding side saddle with me. And uh, we have a, a special guest today, Mark, that is a, a attorney out of uh, Dallas, Texas. He's got over thirty years of experience. And uh, <clears throat> if you're listening today, and you say, "Hey, Anthony. Hey, Tom." What, what do I do to, to talk with you guys about one of these, these trust instruments? So you want to go to investmentpreacher.com. You want to download a free copy of my book, Faith-Based Investing, Seven Biblical Rules to Investing. And then we're gonna, you're going to click on the, the link at the end of that to screen your stocks. That's going to send us an email. And when you send that email to us, just say, hey, Anthony, I would like to know more about those that trust instrument that, that you and Tom spoke with Mark about on the show, and then I'll be able to, to get you in touch with that and get that going for you. If you don't have Internet, uh, just call me at 931-RETIRED. So you can either call me, 931-RETIRED, or go to investmentpreacher.com. Download my free book, free copy of my book, Faith-Based Investing, and at the end, click on that link, and then when you send me an email, just say, hey, Anthony, I would like more information about that trust instrument. Tom, looks like we got about 20, 30 seconds left, and uh, I'll let you uh, get us to the other side here. Yep, we're coming up on the 30 minutes past the hour. 
And you are listening to Faith-Based Investing with Anthony Wright. Anthony is CEO and founder of Retirement Specialty Group. Learn more about us and our work to help you find financial freedom at investmentpreacher.com. Hi, I'm Anthony Wright. I'm a minister as well as a faith-based financial advisor. Are you as serious about your faith as I am? Of course you are. That's why I'm reaching out to you today. Are you aware last year there were billions of dollars of Christians' money that funded abortions, pornography, and anti-family lifestyle? I want you and I to change that. It's great that you're investing for the future, but do you really know what your money is funding? So here's your invitation. To download a copy of my free book, go to investmentpreacher.com. That's investmentpreacher.com. Or call me at 931-RETIRED. I'll screen your investment portfolio for you, and I'll let you find out exactly what your investments are funding. There's no obligation. There's no pressure. My goal is to just keep God's blessings on your investments, taking scripture and applying practical step-by-step investment principles. So visit my website now, investmentpreacher.com. That's investmentpreacher.com and download your free copy of my book, Faith-Based Investing. Anthony, this is so interesting. I'm excited to find out if this is something just for the 1% or if somebody who has um, just average, typical, median income, household income, if these kinds of instruments are something that uh, they can start to look into. And if there's any obligation, if they can just find out more from you and uh, what their next steps should be. So looking forward to this next segment. Yeah, absolutely. I'm excited today. And uh, for those of you that listen to Tom and I every week on uh, faith-based investing, you know, part of a good faith-based investing plan, obviously one is we screen your stocks, we find out what you're invested in, and if it's dirty, we clean it up for you. But another good principle that is that I even write about in my book is being a good steward of God's money. And being a good steward of that money, obviously, yes, we have to invest it correctly. And yes, we need to invest it in good Christian companies, but also we need to pass a legacy and we need to pass that legacy because the Bible says we leave a good man leaves an inheritance to his children and his children's children. Now the word man there doesn't, isn't talking about male. It's talking about male or female. So it, it's the Bible is talking about mankind right. leaves an inheritance to their children and their children's children. And so one of the sharpest attorneys that I know around the country in estate planning, and, I, and I've used Mark uh, for, for several years now on these instruments and these trust instruments. And so I've got uh, Mark Dubner with me on uh, the phone. He, he is on the show today. He has called in from Dallas, Texas. And uh, Mark, it's good to have you. I know you've been doing this for 30 plus years, and I would like for you to pick up there kind of where we left from the la- last segment. I, I see how where you're talking about, you know, parents buying this for their children before they get married, then they don't have prenups to sign and everything. So explain a little bit more ab- about that. Yes, and thank you, Anthony, because I think that that's one of the truly great blessings of the trust is that it takes all the acrimony out of divorce if that were to happen, you know, and about 50% of the marriages end up in divorce. And then they run to their divorce attorneys, and divorce attorneys start fighting over over the property, and it goes on and on and on, and, and nobody feels good about it. You know, nobody feels like they got treated fairly, and it's expensive. So imagine a resolution where even if the couple was getting divorced, there's no property to fight over. You know, the property's not owned by that child's spouse. The property's owned by a trust. And they never have to say anything about it when they get married. They never have to divulge this. They just operate, you know, very quietly. We, we tend to have our clients just um, be very low-key, although one of the first things they do, and Anthony and I know you know this, is they want to go out and tell everybody they just got to trust and how smart they are for getting the trust. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> so, it, I mean, it obviously has more provisions than just being a, uh, than they're just being a special provision trust, right? Yeah, it, they, they do. They, they, they've got five provisions that are really mandatory to make this work. And, and there's a, there's a, it works in concert with the internal revenue code. That's the only way that you can have, you know, a tax deferral, and it it, uh, it there, there's a whole team behind this. There's a, a whole suite of professionals 
supplementation, not only in-house attorneys and enrolled agents who are uh, recognized and credentialed by the IRS to do the, the tax returns for these kinds of trusts, but uh, there's just, you know, everything that you need from a former uh, Wells Fargo bank president to um, wealth managers and others. But, but Anthony, we want them, everybody to come to you first, and then you can make sure that they're getting the guidance that they need to do their investing in a proper way. I appreciate right. that. That's right. very, 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 very true. So, so would you say, I mean, I guess who would you say? Might be a better way to put it. Who would you say is an ideal candidate for, for this type of trust? It's, it's highly designed to work in concert with uh, businesses, and so it's it's. Uh, let me back up for just a moment and say, anyone with a lot of assets that wants asset protection and wants to avoid probate and wants to you know not have to publicize. Uh, at the time of their death, what they owe and what they own and all that. So this avoids that in probate. Um, so anybody with a lot of assets that wants to, and is serious now, especially during this period when we're not quite as busy running our businesses like we have, you know, usually we're bell to bell and we can't think about um, what we're going to do for our future and for the for the next generation and the generation after that. Right. So... Now's an ideal time that we're we're actually going through, and I consider it a blessing because I've had more time to talk with clients than I ever would have uh, before this uh, coronavirus came around. Hmm. Yeah, people have time to take a look at the big picture items and to see where they are in in their life and in time and eternity. Hopefully, we we don't just drown it out with uh, television shows or something, but we take a look at uh, our big picture of our life right now. So this is called a special provision trust. Is that the proper term for what we're talking about? It has it has special provisions in it that that uh, constitute every way, every condition that's necessary. Let's say condition precedent that is necessary for the trust to operate in such a fashion so that it can maximize asset protection and also privacy. You know, when we were talking earlier about about privacy. The wonderful thing about this trust is that the trustee can open the bank account. We recommend independent trustees. We can make recommendations for those trustees um, so that the, the bank account gets opened up under the name of, a, of an independent trustee. That trustee operates according to the desires of what most attorneys would call the grantor. We've got different terms for it, but that's okay. So the grantor will uh, will define basically the vision of the trust and and much like Anthony says if you want to have clean investments then that's a that's a, a very clear um, vision I mean you can provide that with much clarity and, and then um, the trustee will know what to avoid and what what he or she can do and so the trust operates on its own EIN number and that's just a wonderful thing to think about because it's not an individual or their or their company that's been opened up from stem to stern for the bank to see and everybody else to see. You know, those things are all public information up online, and uh, the trust doesn't trust doesn't get registered with any state regulatory agency. And also, Mark, isn't the trust really good? from protecting you from lawsuits. I mean, maybe there's a husband and wife listening today that that would like to not have their stuff go through probate, that would like to protect their assets and protect themselves against lawsuits. And uh, maybe somebody listening today operating a successful business and they could get one of these instruments, which would help defer taxes, which would uh, help them pass on wealth and create more wealth, and it would also give them some lawsuit protection. Is that is that correct? It is correct. It is correct. And there's a number of different ways that that statement is a correct statement. But I'll I'll give you one uh, very precise example. Was that the, um, the IRS was suing a a beneficiary to a, a trust is similar to the one that we're talking about had the right provisions in place. And the um, judge, was actually a bankruptcy judge, wouldn't allow the, the beneficiary to go through bankruptcy unless the trustee took, uh, it was 
$250,000 out of the trust and paid the IRS, which is simply a creditor. So that case had to go up on appeal to the Fifth Circuit uh, Court of Appeals, which is a very conservative circuit. But they ruled that the uh, uh, this type of a trust, especially that, you know, with, with all these provisions that are special provisions, um, is not obligated uh, uh, to pay the to, to pay the creditors of a beneficiary. It's not obligated to pay the debts of a trustee. The trust is like its own legal entity and stands apart from us in that way. So if you have assets in that trust and and the individual were to get sued or their company got sued or something, maybe there's no way to satisfy that judgment, even if somebody got that judgment. And, you know, after practicing as long as I have, I, I found that when attorneys learn and discover that there's no assets to recover to satisfy a judgment. Yeah, it dies right there, doesn't it? <laughs> Yeah, it does. It does right there. Absolutely. All right. So I want to talk a little bit more about that in the next segment. Um, we're down to a 60-second mark here. So I just want to remind everybody you're listening to Faith-Based Investing with Tom Levine. And I'm Anthony Wright, the investment preacher. And uh, if you want to talk about one of these trusts, obviously just go to the website, investmentpreacher.com, download a free copy of my book, Faith-Based Investing and get the seven biblical rules to investing and then just mention on there when when we screen your stocks that you would like to know more about one of these instruments and i'll be happy to help you if you don't have internet you can call me at 931 retired uh if you do have internet then go to investmentpreacher.com tom i'll let you make the transition out of this segment into the into the last segment well, most of us would like to earn more money, but uh, there are also ways to get more out of the money we've already earned and, and to know well the condition of our flocks, as Proverbs 27 says. Uh, you're going to want to stay tuned for this last uh, segment coming up here in, in a few moments to learn more, especially if you're hungry to protect your privacy, your assets, and avoid liability. This is FBI Faith-Based Investing with Anthony Wright. Hi, I'm Anthony Wright. I'm a minister as well as a faith-based financial advisor. Are you as serious about your faith as I am? Of course you are. That's why I'm reaching out to you today. Are you aware last year there were billions of dollars of Christians' money that funded abortions, pornography, and anti-family lifestyle? I want you and I to change that. It's great that you're investing for the future, but do you really know what your money is funding? So here's your invitation. To download a copy of my free book, go to investmentpreacher.com. That's investmentpreacher.com. Or call me at 931-RETIRED. I'll screen your investment portfolio for you, and I'll let you find out exactly what your investments are funding. There's no obligation. There's no pressure. My goal is to just keep God's blessings on your investments, taking Scripture and applying practical step-by-step -step investment principles. So visit my website now, investmentpreacher.com. That's investment investmentpreacher.com and download your free copy of my book, Faith-Based Investing. It's not enough to simply save for retirement. It's important to invest in positive fund options that God can bless. That's why we're here. This is Faith-Based Investing with Anthony Wright. We're so glad you're with us here today on our special broadcast, Faith-Based Investing with Anthony Wright, CEO and founder of Retirement Specialty Group. Learn more about him at investmentpreacher.com. Anthony, why don't you take us home here in segment four? Absolutely. So, guys, I'm honored today to to bring to you, you know, in, in my book, Faith-Based Investing, one of the principles the Bible talks about is being a good steward of God's money. And in order to be a good steward of his money, part of that is leaving a legacy. And as the Bible tells us in leaving a legacy, a, a wise man leaves an inheritance to his children and his children's children. So to do that, we use an instrument, a trust instrument, and I've been using them for several years now, and I'm very, very honored to have them on the show with me today from Dallas, Texas. I have had them call in to be on the show with Tom and I, and uh, I have Mark Dubner on the show with me today, and Mark has been an estate attorney for 30 plus years and i know this last segment's going to pass pretty quick and so so mark uh, bring us home here talk a little bit about i mean obviously the assets that are held in, in this instrument in this trust for generations i mean my goodness could this not just grow exponentially you're exactly right anthony and i know i know how you think of me as an as an estate uh, attorney but but my 30 years of practice has been in in business and 
and now I'm very familiar with this particular instrument that it's really a business motivated decision that, that we stress when clients come to us and say, you know, what is the what is the value here for me? Why why would I want to do this? Well, first of all, as you know, Anthony and Tom, the, when you can take assets um, that have tax liabilities um, and you can defer those taxes and you can add to the corpus of the trust and you can reinvest that, then just common sense tells you that you're 20 to 30 percent ahead of your competition who's paying their annual taxes. And you take that and you go for generations, this this will grow exponentially. And it fits in exactly with what you're stressing, Anthony. It's, it's so much designed for creating generational wealth that we otherwise wouldn't be able to create. You know, without a tool like this, how would we ever accomplish something like generational wealth? Oh, a- a- absolutely. And, you know, one, one thing that I, I would like to get out here um, as, as we start toward wrapping up the end of the show, and I, I think there might be some listeners that say, hey, what if we don't have children, but we love the concept of providing actual generational wealth? I- is there anything you can do for those folks that say, hey, we don't have children to leave an inheritance to, but we love the concept and we'd, we would love to provide generational wealth? Great question. Yes, yes, exactly. And there are those of us, including me, who don't have children. And so I've got, a, at the time, a 12-year-old nephew, now much older, but um, he's the beneficiary, and he's going to grow and get married and have children. And, and those children will, will then have a, a rich uncle who, who is provided you know, for their education and other things. Being able to set aside that kind of money for them is important. Um, so... We can use, I mean, we can, we can pick siblings, um, we can pick pets, we can choose almost anything that we love uh, as a beneficiary, and, of course, charities as well. So there you go. those choices are not hard choices at all. Um, we, we will find, you know, you will find that you have a, a, some, somebody that you would love to, to share your legacy with because, you know, we're not going to take this with us. <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> can't can't take it in the casket with us, right? Doesn't do doesn't do anybody any good, right? So what? So uh, to wrap it up here, um, producer showing me we got about four minutes left. So what would you say the number one? As the folks that are listening today, the number one. I don't know if the right word is rule. Maybe the number one reason. Um, would be, why do I need a trust? Great question. Great question. And it's a little bit hard. I, I, I try to be as clear as I can be in my answers. And, and, but this one is a little bit difficult to say the number one reason. For many people, I will tell you, they come to us, and once they hear about generational wealth, the conversation stops. It just mm. stops. Mm. And they say, that's it. That's that's the sweet spot. That's what I want to do. For other people, they say, privacy, could I actually operate using an EIN number and this trust could make investments and sell properties and buy properties and do other things, and it never has to show up that I do that? And they love that, and they go for that. And then other people say, the asset protection. I've worked hard all my life, and I don't want to be the victim of a frivolous or, you know, um, actual lawsuit that that would would take everything I own from me, and it scares me when I hear of clients like I did today that uh, has you know three spec homes that are each worth almost a million dollars, and he's he has those in his individual name, and he's got millions of dollars in the bank, and all that is subject to lawsuits. You have to get those things moved into. Um, some kind of a legal entity. Some people choose an LLC. That's not much privacy. It does a little bit for you in terms of protection. It's not impossible to pierce an LLC um, because the trust doesn't have the obligations that legal entities that are created by statute do have. You know, they've got to do their filings and they've got to do their 
annual meetings and they've got to keep up right. the resolutions and that kind of thing because the trust doesn't do those things, then, you know, it's very difficult to pierce the trust. It's just only for fraudulent transfer, generally. Is there any reason why a trust could be required to discharge um, its, its assets? That's awesome. So as long, I mean, obviously those of us that are listening, we're on Christian stations and we're all Christians. So obviously we're all going to do everything morally and ethically right and above board. And that's what faith-based investing, the show is, is all about. It's about taking your, making sure that your 401k, your IRA, your, your 403b, your Roth, your, your brokerage account, make sure that all these investments that we're not preaching you know we're pro life. We're we're same sex. Uh, uh, we, we're we're pro life. We're we're uh, marriage between man and wife. Mm-hmm. But then when I check your stocks, you're funding abortions. You're you're buying fetal parts from aborted babies. You're you're funding same sex marriage. And so we're we're all that we're all based basing our beliefs on our morals and what we believe. And so, to me. This instrument in this trust fits perfectly in the Christian community because we're obviously not doing it for fraudulent practices. That that's not going to do any good anybody any good, and it certainly isn't going to glorify God. So we're all business owners that operate a, a, above the you know just absolutely without reproach, and so then we can we can build wealth and build a legacy using one of these trusts. And uh, I want to thank you once again, Mark, for, for coming on. I thank you for all the clients that I uh, refer to you guys. You guys do a great job helping with them. And I've been to your office there in, in Dallas, Texas, and uh, it is fabulous. It's about 40,000 square feet on a high rise there in, in Texas. And, man, I tell you what, it's it's beautiful. I love the whole staff and the whole team. And I thank you for coming and, and being on the show with Tom and I today. And, again, you guys are listening to Faith-Based Investing with Tom Levine. I'm Anthony Wright, the investment preacher. So you've heard this conversation today with, with my attorney, uh, Mark Dubner, and you may ask, hey, how do, I, how do I talk to you guys about one of these trust instruments? Just go to investmentpreacher.com, uh, just like it sounds, investmentpreacher.com. Download a free copy of my book. Click the link at the end of the book and allow us to, to screen your stocks. And then just tell me, uh, hey, Anthony, I would like to know more about those trust instruments that you guys spoke with, with Mark about. So, uh, Tom, looks like we're down to 20 seconds. And uh, if you don't have Internet, I'll add you can feel free to call me at 931-RETIRED. Otherwise, go to investmentpreacher.com. And, Todd, I'll let, uh, uh, Tom, I'll let you take it from here. Thank you very much. Be sure to tell a friend about this radio outreach ministry. We appreciate that, and we want you to be wise in your finances. If you're hungry to protect your privacy, your assets, and and avoid liabilities, this might be the ticket for you. Again, investmentpreacher.com or by phone, 931-RETIRED. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. This is FBI Faith-Based Investing with Anthony Wright. Do you know where your investment dollars are going? Anthony's team will screen your current investment portfolio. You can always count on receiving the three C's. Anthony's plan for you is customized, comprehensive, and complimentary. Anthony is a financial advisor and an ordained minister. He'll show you how to build an investment plan God can bless. Applying proven scriptural investment principles. Keeping your money from funding anti-biblical companies. Invest with confidence and be equally yoked. To get your free faith-based investing book from Anthony downloaded free, go online to investmentpreacher.com. Just like it sounds, that's investmentpreacher.com for your free book. Or call 931-RETIRED. Tell a friend and listen next week for Faith-Based Investing with Anthony Wright, the Investment Preacher.